men love this bourbon, and four will make you disgusted at yourself, or something like that, you know? <laughs> we we have to do more clickbait like that. Oh, yeah. No, that's probably what we're missing on Instagram. No. Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should. And you probably are, and gosh darn it, that's why we like you. Uh, welcome to our second to last of our most special episodes. I don't know if they're most special, but they're pretty special to me. Uh, we are drinking a very wonderful, supposedly wonderful, man, this is really not talking it up very well, but uh, we're drinking a very good whiskey today. Uh, we'll get more into that a little bit later, uh, but we just want to say, hey, hit us up. We had a lot, a lot of good feedback this week on Instagram. Hit us up. We love to hear from you. Yeah. Also... Uh, you know, if you love the podcast, like the podcast, or you have way too much money on your hands and you want to support us through Patreon, hit us up on Patreon. That'd be cool too. Uh, but most of all, hit us up on Instagram. Talk to us. I think Facebook's kind of dead, Cole. I'm sorry. I really... No. Just... People love Facebook. <laughs> no, I haven't been on Facebook in six plus years yeah, now. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of letting, letting the Facebook page die because I don't check it. That's I don't... Okay. I, I, the Facebook people have moved over. People like Miles first. They have. So if you're still catching us, trying to catch us on Facebook, send us a message. I might get the message on Facebook, and then I'll be like, yeah, and I'll, I'll coerce you to go on our Instagram, because that's kind of where we're at mostly. So anyway, that's enough of the business. Yeah. Cole, you've had a busy week. How you been, man? I have. Uh, I hate to bring this kind of trouble into the podcast, but so we... I'll just put it this way. This is actually what happened. We we I talked about the Greyhound that I've wanted for a while and uh and the uh, the adoption agency put it on um they were like, "Yeah, just test them out, you know, see if this is the dog for you." And uh I think it was it, he was a great dog. Um but Heather uh didn't she just it's just stressed her out and uh oh. so it's like a bummer for me but we we ended up actually saying to the adoption agency i guess it's not for us right now oh i'm um, sorry to hear that so yeah it's it's like a super bummer for me because i love greyhounds and i and i did really enjoy the dog he needed a little bit of work but um it didn't seem too much to me but uh for heather it was kind of a, a little bit overwhelming in general we're i mean we are pretty busy people heather and i mm-hmm um and for her it was like just pushing you know water over the over the bucket edge you know just like it it wasn't good for her she she really didn't even uh it was so hard for her to even like the dog because of how much stress it kind of um represented to her um and she didn't want it to be that way i could tell um so that was kind of a heartbreak today we actually today was the day we we uh got him picked up um so but we had him since this today was thursday we had him since monday morning and uh i loved him his name was uh corduroy but cord for sure but we were thinking of a new name but um we never got to really fully new name him so but yeah i mean i don't want to like tear anyone down we're drinking a great bourbon today but otherwise yeah it's an okay week. Yeah. Uh, but that's kind of like, that's what it was this week. It was like kind of centered around the dog and um, and kind of somewhat the stress, but somewhat the, the pleasantness of having a dog. And yeah, so that's that's where I'm at right now. Uh, a little bit bummed, a um, little bit heartbroken, yeah. but also like kind of understanding that it wouldn't be good for Heather at this point. So yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, that's that's tough. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, can I share so some? I'm like, maybe we'll never get a can dog. Can I share some no, go good ahead. dog news? Please, so Moose. Uh, we are all aware of Moose's uh-huh. gastrointestinal fortitude. He, uh, for sure. Yeah, so he has a tendency in the morning. Excuse me. Got all the burps already to just fart up a storm. Yeah, he does. You know he. You know he's got. He's so in the. He's the cutest thing ever. The dog is. He's like cute. as lazy as can be, unathletic uh-huh. as can be. But when it comes yeah. to two times a day, he is full blown puppy, and like so when he's it's time to feed, he starts like not even puppy, yes. he's like a bunny. He like hops around like 
he hops around the uh-huh, house like I've a little bunny. It. It's super cute. And uh, uh-huh. you give him his food, and he'll eat it so fast, and he vomits it up on the carpet, and then he eats it. <laughs> so we started feeding him outside. Because he just wants it. Yeah, yeah, so we started feeding him outside. Like, uh-huh. Okay, you just puke it up in the grass, eat it again, come inside when it's settled. Uh, but we found yeah. this awesome dog dish. It's uh, like a little dog maze. Yeah, it's one with like a, a maze yeah. inside. Yeah, so like it takes him forever yeah. to eat it. And so Moose has uh-huh. not been puking his food up inside the house now that it's starting to get colder here. But it's kind of funny though because like... That's a win. It's a big win. And we're happy about that. Like the less yeah. puke in your house, the better a house, right? Um, yeah, so, exactly. But uh, he's got... It's funny now because like you scoop his food and you go towards the bowl and he like tries to eat as much off the scoop and as this as, as falling uh, out of the scoop. because he just wants it so yeah, fast. Yeah, because he's like, I just need it in my belly now. So it's like, yeah, that's pretty funny. But yeah. No, man. He is... He's a... Little fat boy. He's he's yeah. he's thick for sure. We met and then uh, yeah. this week there was a someone walking their dog in the neighborhood, and I put Moose inside, and Chelsea's like Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. And I'm like what, what? And I come out, and she's kind of like hurry up and see this dog. Or it was that was her tone. Was, hurry up and see this dog. To nice. me, it came across as what's going on. So I come around the corner and I see Moose again. And I'm like, oh, how do you get out? But it's not Moose. It's another English lab Ooh. named Smith who is whiter in Moose color. Moose has got a girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, no, I think Smith is a boy. He might have a boyfriend. Might have oh. a bro. Well, at least they're, they're friends. friends. But <laughs> I mean, you never know these days. <laughs> but Smith is a lighter color. Moose is a yellow. Smith is like a white. Yeah. And Smith no is way. smaller. And so I said, Moose is whiter. Smith is whiter. And uh, it was pretty cute, though. Uh-huh. The, girls were like, the girls were freaking out. Like, it looks like Moose. So it was. Did you meet Smith? Yeah, I met Smith. Smith's dog owner stopped for a while. That's and cool. Smith. Um, did the typical lab thing where he went between my legs and then just fell down on me. So had scratches. Uh, so that was a good thing. So. That's cute. yeah. I love a good lab, man. They're such dude. Good I tell you, they're they're great dogs if you have the energy. They're great dogs the entire life if you've like taken them hunting, running, whatever. Get the energy out. They're yeah. horrible if you don't up until about age four when they get their brains back and calm down. Like so uh-huh. much energy, and then like when they get to be old, like now what. How old was Buddy when you got him? Buddy was three, but he was a golden retriever. That's right, yeah. But Buddy was a, Buddy was a, a little bit of work too, and then we had that's when we had Opie too, and him and Opie would run in the yard. And Buddy Buddy nice. was a good hiker, uh, like he's a good hiker, good runner. He loved to move a lot, and so we were pretty busy because we didn't have kids at that point. And like Chelsea and I are going on a date this weekend, and we're going to go hiking, and like mm-hmm. we're petting moose, and we're like, it's too bad moose can't hike with us because moose does like three quarters of a yeah. mile. He's done. He, he gives yeah. up. Yeah. But 99% of the time we're with him, he's the perfect dog. It's just on hikes and backpacking. And that's like, it'd be nice to have a pup. So anyway. Yeah. I don't know. You guys going to hike in the uh, foothills? Yeah, I think we're going to go quick hike in the foothills and then grab like a little brunch or breakfast nice. somewhere. And just, we haven't, had, I don't think we've had time, just the two of us since probably. We it's came. It's been a long time. Uh, but we were with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, not even then. That counts. It does kind of count, yeah. But we haven't had, yeah. So we haven't had just the two of us just to chill. So it'll be, it's been a while. So it'll be nice. Nice. Moose. That's good. <laughs> Might have just gotten in the way. So who knows? Anyway. Uh-huh. Any, anything else from I, oh, uh, Go ahead. No, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love date night. Date night is sacred in the Seabald household. Just, but, you know, one day we'll have a kid and that'll change. But it'll evolve. For now. I'll soak it. In. Yeah, it'll evolve. Yeah, so. and there's seasons. Yeah, we're we're planning this Saturday. Uh, we're celebrating semi anniversary because we never got to celebrate it a few weeks ago. So that's it. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, speaking of anniversaries not being celebrated, uh-huh. we got the refund, yeah. like our refund from the national concert in Boise came through this oh, week, really? and we're like, oh, it's officially unofficial. Oh. Oh. Yeah, so anyway. When was that scheduled? It was like uh, July 29th or something like that, right like the weekend of our anniversary, which was perfect timing. Last year? Uh, yeah, 2020. Or 2020. Yeah, which might as well have been yeah. last year. It's been forever, am I right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's been a rough year. And I'm not one to, I am never one to say like, you know, 2018 was a rough year. Like, because like, it might have been a rough year for me, but maybe some other person had a great year. But like 2020 is a rough year. It is. It's a lot of, yeah, it is. But you know what? 
I think this is one of those pull yourself up by the bootstraps, build some character kind of. A yeah. Year. And I think it's, it's yeah, important for people to have because, sure. you know, once things are normal, which I know that's cliche as well, you'll appreciate everything that much more. For you sure. better, unless you're yeah. some sort of jerk. Yeah, unless you're some sort of psychopath, sociopath. Unless you're like the Polpux killer. Yeah. yeah. Watch out, people. <laughs> He'll get you. All right. So, yeah, that's good for me. Hey, Cole. Anything else going on in your life? Well, yeah, I'll tell up? you what's going on. Uh, what are we drinking today? We are drinking William LaRue Weller. Oh, yes. 2020 off the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. Uh, 134.5 Ooh. proof, uncut, unfiltered. Yeah. So, I mean, we can get into that. Let's, uh, you want to send it to break and then we'll, uh, talk about I history thought, and then we'll get into drinking. I thought it. you'd never ask. Perfect. Here we go with break. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. We are chill filtered. We're Colin Robbie, <laughs> the show. Um, so before I get into history, there is one note I wanted to take care of. Um, so uh, I haven't told you. Oh no, I've, you probably you might have figured it out, Robbie. But um, whiskey Del Bach, the distillery mm-hmm. uh, where we drank the Dorado, that was pretty good. Yeah. Um, the uh, owner reached out to me, and now in two weeks, uh, I will be doing like a on-site. Uh, podcast nice. uh, like a episode with them with not only Stephen paul the owner but veronica townsend the head distiller there so it's it's i'm really looking forward to it and luckily i was able to borrow some other mics so we'll get it going oh, that's awesome and uh yeah and so i'm hoping and they just released their um distiller's cut and i really want one but i might miss the cutoff for it because it's like first come first serve so, but it's like, uh, they like aged it in like bourbon and something and tequila barrels. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was a uh, Dorado mixed with their other non-smoked one. And then yeah, put through those uh, barrels. So ouch, I mean, come on. And it's like 114 well, proof. I mean, come and on. And from like, it's just Dorado alone. That's probably like hands down my favorite whiskey of the year in the sense of, yeah, this was how about what like caught me off guard yeah. so good that's awesome man yeah. yeah so i'm excited and uh yeah i'm looking forward to even getting like a kind of a special tour and everything so should be fun all right so we're drinking today william Luru weller the 2020 release uh which hasn't even hit shelves yet which we are so honored uh from buffalo trace to give a objective review uh but we're grateful for the samples buffalo trace so this is not, and I thought it was. I could have sworn it was our first William Leroux Weller, but apparently, episode twenty-eight, we drank the two thousand fifteen vintage, um, and we've also done Weller Special Reserve for episode seventy-three, but that's very different. I mean, that's like what ninety proof, mm-hmm. and uh, Weller. What we're drinking today is one hundred thirty-four point five proof. Uh, but anyway, uh, we are also hoping to do Weller Antique in the future, as you have a bottle these days, uh, Robbie. So. Um, mm-hmm. the question to start things off is who was William LaRue Weller? So born in 1825, uh, according to Buffalo Trace, uh, William LaRue Weller was in the family of farmers and distillers before him, uh, which wasn't that crazy a thing because what does a farmer do with their surplus grain when they're wor- worried that it will spoil? They basically make sweet, sweet whiskey. Um, this is, like I said, Buffalo Trace's history of the man, but uh, a kind of a, like, a, I, I don't know if he's a whiskey historian, but he's he's a great whiskey writer, Chuck Cowdery. Mm-hmm. Uh, he claims that there is no evidence at all that he grew up in a family of distillers, even though Buffalo Trace claims that. Uh, this is an article titled, uh, Making Crap Up, and I replaced <laughs> crap for another word, uh, colon... Weller is not the original weeded bourbon. Yeah. Poo. Making poo up. Uh, And that was, uh, the article was written on his blog on September 14th, 2016. Uh, Nevertheless, uh, he did own, William LaRue Weller did own a company 
uh, starting in 1849 when he was about uh, 24, and they sold bourbon. And he himself was a rectifier. You uh, basically meaning he he yeah, <laughs> he bought distillate uh, from other actual distillers, and he blended or finished or even potentially flavored whiskey before selling it. And that's more of the history, apparently. Um, the company did have to or did have a still later on, but it was even mentioned by the company at one point that that still is only for re-distilling some of what was already distilled for them. So they basically just sold whiskey. Um, but he sold it and he was good at it. And anyway, Buffalo Trace in the end claims that William Leroux Weller was this pioneer for weeded bourbon. Uh, meaning, you know, like mostly corn in the mash, but then remainder is mostly wheat. Uh, but Chuck Cowdery, uh, who is truly a very trusted whiskey writer, claims that Weller was likely already dead. Um, it, he died in, uh, I believe, 1899. Um, but he was likely already dead before uh, Stitzel Weller started using even a weeded bourbon mash recipe. But one of the one of the products they did sell was Old Weller, which was a weeded bourbon. Um, and so it's kind of up in the air whether even Weller had a hand in anything weeded bourbon wise. Um, but you know, some people believe what they believe and that's history for you. Sometimes there's very, uh, not debatable, but like, uh, contradicting uh, stories and it sucks, but yeah. One day someone's going to be like, Cole, he was a great whiskey guy. And then someone else is going to be like, he didn't even drink whiskey. (laughs) And one of them was right. He was a rectum fire. Yeah, he was a rectumifier. Um, but just know this, Robbie. This is true. If it says Weller on the label these days, it's a weeded bourbon. Okay. And it's always weeded bourbon. And so uh, let's go into a little bit of history of the bottle itself. So it has been full-time on the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection since 2005. But before that, since 2000, there were four releases of Weller 19. And Weller 19 is a 19-year, 90-proof weeded bourbon. Huh? Uh, these, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I get it? Yeah. Did you do a good job that time? Yeah, you okay. nailed it this time. <laughs> I didn't pause, though, for effect, but yeah, we'll get it right one of these days. <laughs> when I mention the words Weller 19, we'll be like, whoa. <laughs> um, so yeah, always uncut at cast strength. Uh, and using Buffalo Trace's weeded mash bill. Now, the lowest proof William Leroux Weller has ever been is 117.9, and that was in 2007. And they've only had one hazmat release, uh, meaning over 140 proof, 70% alcohol. And that was in 2014, and they were exactly 140.2 proof, so just barely above. Uh, They've always been between 10 and 15 years old, uh, but it has been consistently 12 years since 2012. So, you know, eight, eight or nine years um, at about just about 12 years. Uh, known to have good amount of evaporation loss, but not usually as much as its older brother, George T. Stagg, because it's a 12-year and, you know, George T. Stagg is usually a 15-year. Uh, bottles used to run, like a few years ago, they used to run about 80 bucks retail. In fact, uh, me and my friend Trevor were able to score one in 2015, um at retail 80 bucks plus tax was like 86 or something like that i forget but it was good and um but now they've gone up uh non chill filtered hey that's not the name of the podcast exactly and um in 2019 jim murray like last year jim murray gave this the world whiskey of the year Uh, so it, it usually has quite the uh notoriety and is well lauded in the bourbon community especially for the sake of it's a weeded cast strength and decently aged uh bourbon so but i always think it's it's quite the tank of a weeded bourbon it's uh it's powerful it's really got some some kick to it and and i'll probably talk later about notes that i typically get when i taste william larue weller um but i won't mention them now for for some reason uh, what we're drinking, this specific release, uh, the 2020 release, was distilled in the winter of 2008, uh, right about where I had my first broken heart. Oh. Where were you in the winter of 2008, winter of 2008, Robbie? 2008, I was in Boise, yeah. 
loving nice. up. I was probably getting. I was watching uh, Kellen Moore throw the football around, probably in Boise State. Nice. Know? Oh yeah, I remember those days. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I came and visited. I came and visited um, shortly. That's that's the summer. first time in 2011. Was it 11? Yeah, it okay. was 11. Because it was the summer you got Amara. Yes. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, this year's evaporation loss was um, a little bit high um, for for what you're typically seeing. Like I mentioned, like some you know stags go up to like 75, 78. This one was 73, so it's pretty high for a 12 year. Uh, it is 12 years, six months, 134.5 proof, as I mentioned. Uh, the barrel entry proof. This is interesting. The barrel entry proof was 114, which is 5.5% lower than what Stag's entry barrel entry proof is. Uh, and it's usually uh, more higher proof than stag which is crazy because you think about it stag's older so you'd think that there would be more water evaporation loss over time and then two stag had a higher proof to begin with going into the barrel um but uh, yeah usually weller has a higher proof um so yeah the mash bill is corn then wheat then barley malted barley that is and uh i believe they've stopped complete yeah like this year total they they haven't even released any of the bottle or barrel counts uh something about missing data points or something i have no idea what that means and i'm a data guy <laughs> i'm um, a data guy but anyway yeah yeah there we go um i a huge thanks to buffalo trace for providing this sample uh total wine price is 99 retail uh, but this goes high on the uh secondary market I, I can't imagine you'd ever see it less than six hundred dollars. Uh, this one, so this one's usually Eagle Rare's taken the cake in terms of like rarity and hard to find, and people are willing to throw down for it. But uh, I think William Weller has always been like at least six hundred, at least. And nowadays it's even more because the bourbon boom is continuing. Anyway, let's pop this bottle. I uh, haven't even sniffed it yet, so I'm excited to uh, get my nose All in there. Right. And my mouth. Okay. Ooh wee. Ooh, what do you mean? Ah, it smells delicious. It does. What, what was your was your ooey just for delicious smelling? Just the nose. Yeah. It's not real hot on the nose. It's a. Uh, no, that's I think for the sure. first thing it gets me is just like a very faint caramel. So. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's funny because like I was last week when we were doing we were sipping. I was like, man, I'm getting a lot of the same mm-hmm. notes as I have the last couple of weeks. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're drinking a lot of bourbons. So, <laughs> yeah, we haven't mixed it up like we typically yeah. do. But, yeah, nice little, nice faint caramel for me. Not a super strong caramel, not real sweet, but it's definitely caramely and a little bit of apple on it. Not doesn't yeah. smell super hot. I think I'm going to like this. So, as I mentioned earlier, there was a note that I typically get from William Weller. And it's not a pleasant note. Uh, it's not a terrible note, but it's not always pleasant. Uh, the first one I ever had was the 2015 release. And the note I usually say is earthy, almost like grassy earthy. Um, it is like, I don't know what they do. Maybe it's the barrel. Maybe it's the char level or something. But I'm, I get typically like a, uh, like a dirt, dirt earthy. Uh, from this one i haven't sipped it yet but typically in the past but i'm not getting that on the nose which is why i bring it up because i have a feeling i'm gonna love this sorry you caught me mid-sip no you're fine i'm sniffing so this is yeah i think the nose of that continues it's just pleasant it's not a yeah there's nothing like shooting out i mean this is but it is caramely yeah yeah, caramely it's good it's um Awesome mouthfeel. It's definitely warmer on the palate, um, mm-hmm. but it's not like uh, our hand. The handy was where it's like the it's too hot. I mean, there's a, there's some yeah, heat there, but good. you're still getting a lot of those flavors. You're getting a lot of what's there. So, and there's definitely something to mm-hmm. pick apart here. But first, first sip, it's nice and mellow, delicious. Mm. Yep. Same. <laughs> so I didn't get any of that earthiness. Good. 
which is great uh, because that's that's my only complaint in the past with William Lou Weller is the earthiness takes over a little bit. Um, this is great. <clears throat> this is you could tell it's weeded, um, but it's not. I mean the the one thirty four point five isn't showing up. It's like it feels like a hundred, maybe one ten proof. Yeah, I can see that. Maybe one fifteen at the most, which is nice. I like a good high proof that isn't too high. You know, like you were talking about with the the Thomas H Handy. Well, Handy was even. It was just not that it was. It wasn't even that hot, but it felt, it felt a, lot a lot hotter than it, it should have been. You know. Yeah. 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 Um. I, I will say this has a nice lingering mouthfeel on it. Like the heat just kind of sticks around and it's just, it just, yeah, it's like the perfect jalapeno. Like, you know, how sometimes you get a jalapeno, you're like, yeah, I'm eating jalapeno. And sometimes you're like, that's a really hot jalapeno. Cause it's like what? 2000, 8,000 on a Scoville. This is like the perfect jalapeno mm. that you like, ah, oh, it's a delicious jalapeno. And the heat just is right where it needs to be. And now that it's jalapeno flavored, it's just, that's where the, the, the heat on the mouthfeel is. It just sticks and you really, you can tell like I'm drinking a hotter whiskey, but not too hot. Like it's hot in the right way. Does that make sense? I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I think it's well balanced. The the flavor oh, and the heat. Golly, is like I just perfect. gave the longest worst analogy, and you just were like, "It's well balanced." Like, gosh, that's what I meant. Yeah, it's well balanced for sure. Uh, no, for sure. No, you do that to me sometimes <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, but no, I'm like, ah, yes, that. Oh, it's, yeah. it's really good. Yeah. Have you? Uh, Anything I'm else? trying to pull out notes though. Like, it's, it's, you know, typically like for something like Weller Antique or Weller Special Reserve, like I get almost like a green apple-y mm-hmm. taste. I wouldn't say this is like a Granny Smith type apple. It's not sour. Sometimes you can get that off a good weeder. Um, <laughs> get off a good what? A weeder. <laughs> no. Pronunciate. You're crazy. Pronunciate. With a T, baby. T. Okay. <laughs> Oh man, now now I'm gonna hear about it. Um, but uh, what was I thinking? The uh, the notes that I'm getting, I mean, it's just sweet. It's a good sweet, and and you know we've had like even uh, what was it? The old Fitzgerald we had mm-hmm. wasn't this sweet, uh, but that was like a 13 year. So do you do you feel like that? Do you feel like this? Uh, and it was a okay, sorry bottle bond. Go ahead. No. no, finish your thought. I interrupted. No, I did. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, you're do you fine. feel like this is really sweet? I feel like it's not super okay. sweet, but it's sweeter than previous releases okay. of William. Because to me, it, yeah. there's definitely a sweetness there. But I, you know, like if you get too sweet, sometimes it, it turns me off from a whiskey a little bit. But this is like a, a, a well, a well balanced sweet. So yeah. yeah, no, no, you're right. Yeah, to me, it's not too sweet. I would say it's kind of in the middle. It's not, it's not dry in any way, but it's definitely not like super sweet. But it's like a really good bourbon. Um, here's my thing. So far, we we haven't added water or ice yet. It's good. It's really good. Mm-hmm. But it's not even. I want to say it's not even nine plus yet. I'd agree. Like I'd give it a high eight. Agreed. But, and it's, uh, like like I said, it is great. It is not blowing my mind. Yeah. No, I'd agree. So, let's add some water. We'll figure it out. So. Maybe it'll get a lot better. I live in the future, Cole. I already added a little bit of water. Wow. And I, I, I the water, Dude's a the pro. water is, I like it, Um, brought a little bit more, like, almost make, maybe, like, there's a strawberry sweetness to it Um, on Ooh, the nose. That's a good strawberry sweetness. Um, and like the mouthfeel on it, it kind of it's got a little more punch to it. So like I'm definitely getting it's definitely sweeter Ooh. with the water on the mouthfeel for me for sure. Yeah. Um, the heat comes out a little bit more too, so it's like it's not as long lasting. Uh, but the heat's a little bit there up front, which is kind of nice too. So I think I'm liking the water so far. What are you getting? Yeah, on the on the nose, I um, caught a little. This is gonna be a weird note peachy a little bit but not like overly okay. peachy not like uh not like crown peach or something like that <laughs> it's just a little bit of peaches i can see that. Uh, i wouldn't say apples i wouldn't even say like dark fruit or dark dark berries or anything like that but i'm getting like a nice peachy but a sweet peachy isn't that peachy so and then i'm gonna take a sip now yeah i'd agree it, it's you know and, I, and when i said strawberry i don't even know if it necessarily was more strawberry but it was a different sweetness there for sure so like 
I thought strawberry. I can see where you go with peaches, and that's all right, too. I can respect that, Cole. Yeah, this is better than the neat. Mm-hmm. Um, the mouthfeel just got like super honey-like. Oh, okay. Like when you first put a little honey in your mouth yeah. and it like gets less viscous, like it kind of thins out. That's kind of how it, it feels. It gets thinner in your um, mouth. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> when you put it in your mouth, it gets thinner. <laughs> um, uh, oh, oh, I'm coughing when I <laughs> sniff with the with the um, water. So I, I almost. I mean, the it just amps up the vapors. It does, but were you trying to talk at the same time? Because like I did that earlier. Where you're trying? No, to, I was trying to really sniff. Okay. Yeah. No, I think water. It it definitely. I think it made it a little brighter and brought out a little bit more of the characteristics. Mm. Before it was definitely more mellow. Like it was middle of the road. Like, you know, it was, yeah. You know, I, I'm still, I don't know if I'm reaching a nine level yet. Um, I'll think about it, but I'm yeah. like, it's still, but it definitely brought it up. So the water's definitely there. Yeah. No, this is, I got to admit, definitely one of the best Wellers or William LaRue's I've ever had. Um, but yeah, it's not yet a nine. Not yet. Okay. Uh, but ice might change that. We've been surprised. What was it? Stag we loved with the ice? Was it? I can't remember now. I think it was. Yeah, it was the last episode. Right. So, about to drop a cube. I done dropped my cube. My bus driver's done moved that Done bus. did it. <laughs> oh. There we go. I uh, swirled around a little bit. Yeah. Get that. Get that that coldness going weird it's me it got cold it is it, i can tell just by looking at it it's made it colder yeah um this the smell got a lot more muted for sure uh the nose here yeah um i have a good feeling about this but i could also see it tanking like really bad um like bitter but we'll find out when we get back no i'm kidding we're <laughs> drinking right now we don't take breaks mid sip. Oh hey, okay. I it's not. I'm not getting bitterness yet. Well, maybe slight Good. late because I, I pretty much took my sip right when you started talking. Slight bitterness late. Mm. Yeah, a little bit bitterness, but it's a. Uh, I think it's still good. I got a little bit more of that honey viscosity kind of thing on the mouthfeel. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely muted a little bit more. It's okay with ice. It's you know didn't improve it. Didn't make it horrible. Um, a little yeah. bit. I mean, there's some of the apple there, like the caramel from the neat has completely dropped off. So, yeah. If you like it, if you yeah, I'd say go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you got it, man. You got it. So yeah, I'd say don't add ice. It's not. It's not better for sure. And with an antique collection, you probably shouldn't be adding ice. But hey, like we said last week's ice pour on the uh, stag was fantastic. Mm-hmm. So it's worth trying for stag, but maybe not for this one. Well, the thing is, I know a lot of whiskey drinkers. Um, who are strictly like just ice folks. And I, that's fine if that's your thing. I get mm-hmm. that. Like, um, but definitely, you know, if you're an ice, ice drinker, just try it, try it both ways first. See what you think. You know, you might be surprised. Uh, this, I will say, doesn't get horrible with ice. It doesn't get bad. It's still, it's still good. But, uh, yeah. it's just, it's not, it's not, you know, it's like Bueller. Bueller, is it really yeah. showing up? Not so much. And I'm I'm getting a little bit of that earthiness with the ice. Um, okay. I don't know if you taste it at all. Um, you know, I, maybe the bitterness is kind of like an earthy kind of a note to it towards the end. Mm-hmm. But yeah. mm. I'm a little disappointed. I poured yep. a little too much for my ice pour, and I don't really care to finish it so much right now. I'm like, ah. I think I did the same, to be honest. Know. So. Rating wise, I'm gonna give it a high nine or a high eight for sure. <laughs> Whoa, Cole, really? I'm gonna give it a really undersold his previous thoughts on ratings. High nine, yeah, yeah. Forget this, this is the best whiskey I've ever had. Um, no, high eight. I'm gonna go at 8.9. That's about it. Um, very good. Like 8.9 is nothing to you know, uh, toss your cookies about. <laughs> um, that's the phrase, right? And, um, but it's not blowing my mind, and and I think if you if you get into nine range in Cole's mind, you you kind of have to blow my mind in a way, like you kind of just like, wow, 
And this was good, but it wasn't wow. Uh, and it was very good, but it wasn't blow my mind. So that's why I gave it 8.9. Um, yeah, if I got a bottle, I would dig it. But I'd probably rather have a stag this year or potentially a size rack 18 uh, this year. Yeah, no, I'm going to have to agree. I think, especially with an antique collection, you really want something that's mm-hmm. going to be like, wow. And I think the Saz had it, and I think mm-hmm. the Stag had it. Um, this, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I'd prefer McKenna, Henry McKenna over this. Like, um, I feel like it's kind of got a lot of the same same f- profiles to it. Um, although this is a little more nuanced, yeah. a little more, little f- like, tamed, I, w- I should say. But, yeah. you know, for the price, like, I mean, if you win one in the lottery, pick it up if you see one pick it up for sure because it's worth you know especially if it's like you get the msrp on it like pick it up um, yeah oh heck yeah and then maybe maybe trade it for a stag or two like typically yeah. there's a lot less of these than there are stags um and you might even be able to get yourself two stags for a while yeah i would say this is a, a, a tradable bottle for sure if you, you're able to oh yeah so yeah i feel like i hate to say this but if i got this bottle I would not sell it, but I would. I might trade it. Yeah, I think that's a good point. So yeah. I'm going eight point seven on it. Yeah, not not okay. broad. It's it's like decent. It. It's good. Um, I wouldn't complain if I got a bottle of it, but I'm not no, going out of my way to sure. you know because there's a lot of hoops you got to jump through to get one. So I wouldn't worry too much about yeah. that. So yeah. yeah, but a good weeder. I mean, like I said, <laughs> one of the best. Uh, dang it, man! It's weeder. I'm not even going to use that word anymore. It's good weeded bourbon. <laughs> A weenin' bourbon. It's like a it's like a uh a, a hefeweizen. A weenin' ver- bourbon. <laughs> no, anyway. Um one of the best Wellers or William LaRue's I've had. Uh, but they've never really blown my mind thus far. Yeah. But I've only had like four, I wanna say. But the fifteen. Hey, have you taken the eighteen? Take, take uh-huh. another sip. Oh, I, okay. I just took another sip, and it's better now with the ice than it was earlier. My ice, I put a small cube, and it's okay. kind of gone. I thought it's got a little more like... Wait. I got to add ice? Well, no, 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 what no. What if no, I just no, drink it no, no, again? No, drink your, uh, drink your iced one. Did you finish your iced one? Oh, I finished oh, okay. that. Okay. Okay, so I waited a little bit on ice, and it's definitely better now. I don't know if it's because it's starting then to it warm was. up again or yeah. something like that, but it got a little more like, a, like a, a, the... The uh, fruity sweetness came back, maybe like a pear or something this time. I don't know. There's some sort of fruity sweetness on it. So mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, I totally interrupted. I got excited because it got good. Yeah, it fine. got good again. So anyway, huh? Missed that. Yeah. Sorry. Um, no, it's good. So yeah, that's what we give it. Uh, go find yourself one. Uh, in good luck in this bourbon season. And uh, what's that? Uh, Hunger Games thing. May the odds be ever in your favor. May the odds be, yeah, Something may the odds be lines. in your favor. Yeah, and uh, yeah, good luck, everyone. I want to, like, shake everyone's hand, like, good luck to you this bourbon season. Good luck to you this bourbon season. Um, because I don't even think any antique collection bottle has hit the shelf yet. I haven't heard of anything, mm-hmm. but maybe it has. Yeah, Idaho hasn't even done their lottery for it yet, so. Virginia's been on hold since pre-COVID on any lottery. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of sad. I'm worried if they will do it this season, they gotta, they gotta give it away. They just gotta give it away. Yeah, I mean, eventually it's gonna hit eventually. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I guess it's time for our next segment of the show: whiskey world news. All right, so this is gonna be a different kind of whiskey world news for us. Uh, but here we go. Uh, this one comes from Forbes.com, and it's written by Larry Olmsted, and it's titled "America's Best Craft Distilleries: Bourbon, Rye, Whiskey, Gin, and More." The nation's best craft and artisanal distilleries use better ingredients and longer aging to create exceptional bourbons, ryes, other whiskeys, gins, vodkas, and especially liqueurs. I get pitches and samples from a lot of small and independent distilleries, which does not mean the same as craft producers, since a lot of startups simply buy a still, commodity greens, and start marketing so-so products in the hope of making a big splash. 
In many cases, small distillery products cannot compete with big brands mainly because of the rush to market, no old inventory, and way too short aging times. Most of the color and most of the flavor in aged spirits comes from time spent in the woods. Uh, <laughs> I like how he says that because it's almost like, uh, it's like go, go, the, go to the mountains. Uh, and while there is no viable shortcut, many producers still try to get around father time. However, once in a while, I get a standout that joins the elite ranks of America's best craft distilleries. And this month, my latest entrant is Rochester, New York-based Black Button Distilling. Um, and that's where I'm going to stop, Cole. Because uh-huh. when I was looking for a good whiskey world news articles... This is the kind of stuff I come across all the time. It's complete. It's always, uh-huh. and I feel like it's always, these are the distilleries that paid us to do an advertisement for them. Here's our five yeah, favorite this. Very subjective. Seven favorite that. Yeah. Here's what you should do for this. Or it's even like, uh, oh gosh. Get your whiskey stone. This new aging process. Will it be the next big thing? So it's hard to find good whiskey yeah. world news, I think. Um, but I want to get your opinion you know, and even like, I don't know, listeners, I don't know if you guys, I assume since you listen to a whiskey podcast, you probably, you know, read whiskey related news. Um, but yeah. why is it so hard to have a good whiskey related article, Cole? You know, I think the news comes around new products or I think that's really one of the biggest things. There are like big shifts in the um, <coughs> with an, with an F. Oh, I thought you were making fun of my word shift. <laughs> no, I just took um, a, drink a sparkling water and went down the wrong pipe. Sorry. Uh, I I saw a meme recently that was like, "We should take water and make it hurt," <laughs> and that was like the beginning of sparkling. You like water. sparkling water though, don't you? Um, uh, I have my times with okay. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tell myself that I will eat less when I drink sparkling water, but I don't know if that's the case. Okay. Um, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, I just correlation. Think, like, yeah, well, I tell myself the bubbles will make me feel full. Okay. But yeah, right. I know. Yeah. So, anyway. but uh, yeah, I think uh, with like the whiskey art, you know, you, you do get a lot of paid out, especially lists when they're like, here are the top 10, you know, bourbons. And I'm like, I agree with none of that at all. And, like, I don't know how many people paid you. And, like, it's pretty sad where it's obvious. And, like, and you wonder, you know, who's the one deciding this? Because if you don't know who's deciding it, then you know it's paid. That's pretty much it. Is like, if you, if someone's, like, like, sometimes I I think, like, Uproxx and stuff like that, they'll do, like, we found, like, 10 big deal bartenders across the country. And they said this is their favorite. Um you know, bourbon for the price or something like that. And, and I respect that a little more than just someone saying, these are the top 10 ever. And it's like, got like crown Royal peach. These on are it. the five like, okay. whiskeys you're missing out on. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, uh, all men love this bourbon and four will make you disgusted at yourself or something <laughs> like that. You know, you ever see that? We're like, men only love one thing and number four will disgust we, you. Or we something have to like do more that, clickbait yeah. like that. Oh, yeah. No, that's probably what we're missing on Instagram. No. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, I don't know. What do you think? No, kind of, I don't know. It's just it's just kind of hard because, you know, it's something I search throughout the week off and on. And, like, this week, like, in most weeks, I'm like, you know, I think uh, the Whiskey Wash is pretty good. And I think that's a pretty solid place to go. Yeah, but, no, they're great. You know, and I think they do a really good job. And I think there's probably some... Maybe not paid, but there's some definitely some relationships within that with with distillers. Oh, for sure, and they'll be honest yeah. about that. They'll usually be like, "Yes, they provided a sample for us, and we're going to be try to be as objective as possible." Yeah. But I feel like it's just it's the same stuff over and over. Which I mean, I, to be honest, I'll, I always click on it. I'm like, okay, which five are they talking about? Oh, what are you talking? That one, really? Oh, what is that one? Yeah, oh, I, I agree with that. You know, so I can it kind of hits me on that level. So yeah. I don't know. Um. Well, I guess here's a maybe not a what whiskey would you choose, but what is one of your favorite craft? Oh, Cole, distilleries. Gosh, dang it, Cole! Put the cart. Oh, before did I just ruin it? Yes, that was the what whiskey uh-huh. would you choose? <laughs> well, I guess it's time for what whiskey would you choose? <laughs> hey guys, we got a good one for you this week. You'll never guess what we have. Um, all right. Well, we got to go over my huge landslide victory oh, last man, week. The landslide for sure. So last week's what whiskey would you choose? But you didn't expect to win with no, uh, I didn't. What I is didn't. it? Some corn. Early times, because 
I went with the early times. It was, yeah. But anyway, so it, the, the scenario was having yeah. a whiskey with your dad. What whiskey are you going to choose? Cole went with uh, Buffalo Trace Standard. I went with early times. From experience. Yeah. And I went with early times. Um, Cole went with a good whiskey. I went with a sentimental whiskey. Uh, and, yeah. you know, no surprise there. Cole ended up winning it uh, 83% to 17. And uh, some good writings, though. Acura Fat Boy said he was just go with some Michters. Uh, the nice. Kogan Convo went with High West Double Rye. Uh, this is, and I nice. think this is the best one. So my dad wasn't a big whiskey drinker, so I went with what he would just buy. Uh, but Joel and M09 mm. said, "Whatever is the most special thing I have purchased recently." I'm like, man, what a yeah, guy! What a guy! Joel, you need to hit us up more. We miss you. Yeah, and I miss pictures of your greyhound. No. Oh. And then the bourbon drinker too. But don't let it be went sad. With Weller Fulbright. <laughs> And uh, Jason Preston nice. went with Elijah Craig, 12. And Dramham nice. went with, he'd probably pick Knob Creek, so one of my uh, KC store picks. And that's kind of where I was nice. at, where I was like, that's what he would, my dad would have gone for. Yeah, so I'm with you, Dramham. And then, uh, see, Crab Cakes and Bourbon went with Talisker 10. So some good write-ins this week. Nice. Appreciate them. And cool, I've got a, I've got one. Yeah. For, I got a, what whiskey would you choose for you? And it's going to it's gonna be surprising. Oh, tell yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'll give you some. Original? Uh, it's original, and I'll give you some time to think about it. But, uh, okay. you know, everyone has, uh, you know, it lives in a region, and there's different distilleries in every region. Um, so oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, there's not, not always major distillers. We don't all live in, in Kentucky or, you know, um, that's true. So, uh, if you were to go with a smaller distillery, what whiskey would you choose? So you're going from something more, a little more local. Um, sorry to throw a, throw you for a loop here, Cole, but what whiskey would you choose? Man, I have so much to think about. No, actually one came to mind. Um, <clears throat> when I, okay, I'll keep this short. But I think last week I alluded to that I was a part of a um, barrel pick tasting mm-hmm. in um, Colorado when I was there. And shout out to Veterans Liquor on Austin Bluffs and Academy in Colorado Springs. But anyway, check them out. They're the best in town. Um, but I, yeah, they were there and like the, the rep showed up and he's like, yeah, it's time for the barrel pick tasting. And they're like, oh yeah, we forgot about that. And they're like, Cole, join us. And I'm like, what? Because like I've, always wanted to be a part of a barrel pick tasting and so they lined up four barrel samples and uh and the first one i tried uh was amazing it was a rye bourbon and it was like wow this is a micro and they do their own stuff they they distill their own stuff and they age it and this was a six or seven year old uh rye bourbon and um it was yeah like really good the second one was pretty good um but not as good as the first and then the last two were both wheat uh, recipe bourbons, and um, I was about to say weeder, um, <laughs> but I'm I'm re- removing that from my vocabulary now. Um, but they were both fantastic, and it was like really impressive for a smaller distillery. And the name of the distillery is Woody Creek Distillery huh. in uh, Aspen area, Colorado. And uh, yeah, check them out. They also do a vodka, which is one of the better vodkas I've ever had. Uh, but yeah, they, they're uh, shout out to Woody Creek. I, I actually got to hit the rep up. I have his number. Um, so maybe we can even get him on the, on the podcast soon. Uh, but yeah, check out Woody Creek. They're, they're, they're good stuff and they do it themselves. So I respect that. So I don't know. What do you think? Um, so I'm not as nuanced as you were getting around town as often as you do. But, um, if I'm going to go something that's a little more micro, uh, I don't even know if it's micro. I just know it's kind of a balls. Now I don't even know because it, we're kind of going micro, right? Uh, just just not a big distillery. A regional, maybe. a more regional one. Are we doing that? Yeah. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Two Bar out of Seattle. I don't know if they, I don't nice. know if they uh distill their own juice or anything like that, but I do know they put out a pretty good bottle. So I'm gonna go Two Bar, uh, bourbon out of Seattle. That's where nice. I'm gonna go. Yeah, check them out. I, I'm going to like this, um, well, what whiskey to choose on Instagram no. this week. And I'm really looking forward to what people are going to have That's to say the big for thing. next I week. I don't care what people vote on ours. Yeah. I don't care what you vote on ours. What I do want to know is yeah. what are you enjoying that's a little more regional or micro, something like that. So I want to see what yeah. you guys got. Um, although I, sure. I say two bar just because that's my region. Um, 
Yeah. I would definitely go with Del Balk El Dorado for sure. Cause that, like oh, I said, yeah. it's one of my favorites, but we've covered that. It's not my region. So I'm going two bar. Oh, do we have to go with our region? I thought you could just say any. You micro. could. I feel like I needed to. You. I mean, Colorado's close to, close okay. to Arizona. Well, do you want to go with Dorado no, then? No, because okay. we've covered or at least that. Del Bach. I'll, I'll, yeah, okay. I'll save that for another. What whiskey would you choose? I don't know. We'll see. Okay, that sounds yeah. good. Yeah. So, but I like two bar. Wow. I like two bar a lot. It's pretty good. No, that's good. Yeah. So, um, next week, Don. We are down to one last uh, pour of the Antique Collection. And it turns out, for those who've been listeners for a while, that it is my favorite whiskey of all time. And I might even do the story. I don't know. Maybe not. (laughs) I did the story the first time we had Eagle Rare 17 um, of how that became my favorite bourbon ever. But I might allude to it here and there. But if you really want to listen to it, I want to say it's episode 21. No, I forget. It's ep- it's like around 18 to 25 somewhere, um, but it's old. It's in the Adam days. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good whiskey. Yeah. And I hope it's good this year. I, I mean, whenever I have it, it, it reminds me of how good a older 90 proofer can be. Um, it's just always caramely warm. But I actually haven't had Eagle Rare 17 in years. Because uh, it's so hard to find these days, uh, whether even at a bar, uh, even spending like 50 bucks on it, it's pretty hard to find. Uh, so uh, that's the thing about Eagle Rare 17 is, yeah, it's super hard to find. So, um, yeah. Anything else uh, before we uh, hope things for one another? No, man. I think let's get straight to the hoping, Cole. You know, Cole? Well, I um, hope. Oh, go I mean, ahead. You, you can hope first. You be the hoper. You can end it. So I hope that you find joy and love and (laughs) affection in your awesome dog, Moose. Cole, I hope you find a hubbit of what in the next weeder you put in your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Were you planning that for a while? A little bit. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Well, Robbie, (laughs) I hope... That um, that all you get for Christmas this year is um, early times. Hey, I'd be- <laughs> the one that got the very little votes. Ouch. Well, although uh, the one I was mentioning last week, the uh, I got the bottled and bond, and apparently it's got like high praise nice. on the bottled and bond nice. early times. So that'll be a future episode. Well, Cole, I hope that you share that with me someday. But most of all, listeners. I know oh, I will. Go ahead. But most of all, listeners, I hope that our love of spirits lifted yours. We blew it. You blew it.